Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is the reigning, defending MRS 2019 DC America. Nikki Nora is the guest of the week. She is a pageant contestant. She is a professional athlete, and she's also a TV travel host and much more. If you are looking to get motivated and dress for success, this is the, the show for you to get motivated and to be successful in 2020. So stay tuned. And Nikki, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm really excited to have you. I know that we've been uh, having this um, in the works for a while, so might as well have have it at the end and and have a big celebration of your year. So. <laughs> Yes, I actually, I, I'm just about to pass on the crown on April 4th at the Kennedy Center, and I've been up to lots of amazing things this year. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Yeah, um, I have to say that um, um, of, the, of the American group, the D.C. title holders are usually the ones that are definitely a lot out and about. So a lot of the other states don't get out as much, um, but the D.C., title holders um tend to get out and about and maybe that's because your square footage is literally like so small compared to some states where the, like it's literally it's literally you know they could split it into four states you know so well so. i think we're we are very lucky for two reasons uh, one reason is because we have such an amazing amazing team of women who run the DC organization that really do a phenomenal job of getting us out into the community, getting us visible, getting us involved in all sorts of appearances from veterans to children's hospitals and everything in between. And also because we're in our nation's capital, we have access to so many incredible organizations. So we really are kind of in the pretty much the best place to be a beauty queen is in washington dc it's pretty awesome especially if you want to evoke change or do something that highlights a certain topic which is typically the point of being a pageant contestant because you have some kind of personal goal that you want to help change something so exactly the whole sort of role of being a pageant queen is to promote your platform and what better way to get out there than to have that crown and kind of be a beacon for people to learn about your platform. Mine is Dress for Success. So wherever I go, more people learn about Dress for Success because I am Mrs. DC. So it is it is a great opportunity. It's a great collaboration. And I have just had the most wonderful time. Awesome. Well, how did you get to where you are today? Because, you know, it, it, it these are building rocks. So... I looked yes. very recently on your Facebook and Instagram, so I got a kind of a idea of who Nikki is. But so you tell us. So uh, it looked to me, um, it looked like that you were big into volleyball and athletics starting out. Is is that what was that your path originally in life? Oh yes, I I grew up in Southern California, and I grew up being a junior Olympic swimmer. I was a junior Olympic volleyball player. I got a volleyball scholarship. I played professionally. 
uh, overseas and here in the States. And I've always been into athletics and fitness and competing and working towards goals and winning. I like to win things <laughs> because I am an athlete. And then once I stopped uh, competing for volleyball, I still had that competitive nature and I still had that goal oriented. I like to be part of a team and get things accomplished. And I thought, you know, what could be my next adventure? And I saw that there were pageants for married women. And I thought, well, that's, that's kind of fun and something I've never done before and a new out of my comfort zone thing. And uh, I was living in Florida at the time. I placed first runner-up Mrs. Florida. I won the Pageantry Spirit Award. And then when we moved to DC, I said, you know what? I learned so much in my first pageant. Let me just give it one more try. Let me just see <laughs> how I do. I ended up, I won Miss Congeni Mrs. Congeniality, which is an anomaly for winning congeniality and winning the title. I won photogenic, I won fitness, and then ultimately uh, won the crown. And I think having an athletic background has absolutely helped me in preparation for being a queen. It is, you're in the public eye a lot, you have to be articulate, you have to be a leader. So all of my athletic accomplishments have been a wonderful lesson for now being Mrs. DC. Going back to the, the volleyball portion, mm -hmm. where did the, yes. um, where did the, being a team athlete and wanting to be on a a sport is that something that was home driven you know that you need to play play by the rules is that something still by parents or is that something that you just happen to innately have where where, where do you think that came from i think it's a combination of um my dad was an athlete um, but also I just, I was born this way. I was just born a competitor. I have a, um, just this, a very ambitious and open, positive way of life. Uh, you know, I do have the Aloha spirit. So it's, I think it was a little bit born this way, but also, uh, came with my family. Also my stepfather, uh, was a water polo player. I grew up surfing, grew up playing beach volleyball. I was always playing outside and always on different teams my parents were really good about letting me try every single sport and seeing what fit and i was very lucky to be able to play on all sorts of uh, athletic teams but then my parents also saw that it was giving me i'm quite tall and i was very tall uh at a young age so being so tall <laughs> Uh, it, the athletic background gave me the confidence because I really um, was quite tall at a young age. So having the, the sports helped me be confident about being so much taller than everybody when you else. Were, when you were that young, um, mm -hmm. were, were you also being bullied too? Or, or were you in a crowd because you were doing sports that you were kind of protected by that? You know, I think, I mean, I always got kind of, you know, made fun of because I was always tall, but not in a bullied kind of way, um, more in a kind of respect kind of way because I actually excelled at athletics. So more of a jealous and way. So not really 
more of like a kind of like a teasing kid kind of way, but gotcha. fortunately not uh, in a bullied kind of way because I could outrun all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could kick the ball further than all the boys. So hey, those are some perks there, you know. They you all know. wanted me on their team. Exactly. Yeah. When you when you you literally are better than them, they really can't they really can't pick on you. So that is uh, yeah. perfect. So you had yeah, mentioned really. yeah. <laughs> so you had mentioned that. Are, are both your parents from Hawaii or, or one of your parents? Because you mentioned like really briefly about Hawaii. So, oh yes. My, my father is native Polynesian. Okay. Um, yes. So are you usually going back to Hawaii when you were younger? I doing... spent a lot of time visiting Hawaii with my family and getting in nature and being in the ocean and kind of growing up with the aloha way of living aloha means hello goodbye and love and that's a kind of really instilled on me that wherever you go just being a representative of aloha and it's gotten me pretty far i've, I've been all over the world carrying uh, this aloha spirit it's been pretty great well i would say that's definitely uh, instilled in you because i mean <laughs> if if we're not talking about particularly pageants you're literally doing a travel show that is all about you know seeing the world and welcoming people and so that's definitely 100 yes. percent instilled so that's directly in my opinion back to your father um so no yes it's been amazing i am producer and co-host of a show called the jet set which is a travel talk show we're a nationally syndicated cable show and the premise of the jet set is to make travel different cultures, different languages, different people, different places, an accessible, interesting, and fun topic. We go all over the world and kind of bring destinations to our viewers. And I mean, we go everywhere from last year, I toured, toured around the Baltic Sea to I went to festival country Indiana and everywhere in between. So that's the premise of the show. And I really kind of have a, a dream job and I just can't believe how lucky I am. And I work with the most amazing team ever. So I, I have a wonderful job. It's not really a job. It's a passion. Well, I, I think that, uh, anyone that finds their passion, then they understand that it's not, it's not a job anymore. It's, it's, it's your career and it's your passion. So, yes. but it's hard to explain that to people when they, when they don't have that job yet. But <laughs> I always pray to everyone finds that for them, you know, me too. Me too. It took a long time to get here. It's been, a, it's been quite a roller coaster road to get here, a journey. Um, but I've, I've reached a, a very sweet spot. Um, I will be 42 this year and uh, I'm a mom beauty queen, <laughs> athlete, executive producer, TV host. So all of my kind of work um, since I graduated from college has led me here. And it's, there's been some falls, there's been some ups and downs, but um, I love what I do. And I wake up every day like, okay, what are we going to accomplish today? What adventure, what adventure awaits today? Well, that, that's why I like to do this show, Nikki, because there are people that look up to you, but they might also be super intimidated and be like, I could never do a show like that. Like how, you know, Nikki is so successful and like, how can I ever get to a point? But like, you know, you started off, you know, pursuing a totally different field. So Total, completely different. I never thought I would 
ever be on TV. And I look back on my first episodes <laughs> trying to read the teleprompter. Or, you know, I look back on my first professional volleyball games and just being really pummeled and, and thinking that I was out of my league. And just because I may make it look easy doesn't mean that it's easy. I've had a lot of no's and a lot of mistakes and a, a lot of failures, but I think that's what kind of differentiates me or, you know, anyone else sort of questioning if they should go for it. I've had a lot of trials and tribulations to get to where I am, but I get up, kind of dust off my shoulders, shake it off, and then keep going. I don't get stuck or um, kind of down. You know, you kind of have to kind of assess the situation and then just keep going. Just keep going for it. Believe in yourself and just keep going. You're going to hear no's. It's cool. But just keep going. So you had said that you also pursued um, your e either I guess, I don't know what the right word is, drafted or um, picked or competed with the Olympic trials or, or, or on the Olympic team. Like, I don't know exactly how that program works when it comes to junior level. So is that something? So when I was a junior Olympic in California, I was a junior Olympic swimmer, which means if you were swimming on a club team, you can qualify for the junior Olympics. So I qualified for the wow. junior Olympics. And then I also qualified for junior Olympics in volleyball when I was playing on club teams in California. Um, now, is that something that is just based on your outright skill or is that something that is assessed by a coach that is looking to, for someone who, who could compete for the junior Olympics? That means that you have a, a team that qualifies for the junior Olympics. Your whole so you team. To, okay. Your whole team. Yes. Well, f well for volleyball, for okay. swimming, I had to individually qualify for the junior Olympics, but for volleyball, because it is a team sport, my entire team, I just, I tried out for a very elite club team and I was lucky enough to make that particular team. And then we qualified for the junior Olympics together. I think that's also what, but um, I want your viewers to know is I could have accomplished n nothing without a team of people working with me. I could have done none of my volleyball success without my team, my coaches, my parents, none of my swimming success without my team, my coaches, none of my TV success without my team, um, my producer. So I think that having being an athlete, being coachable, listening, and working together also prepared me for being on TV, being a beauty queen, um, and now being a mom. Because all moms out there know that we need a, you need a team of people around you uh, to help you. So everything, all of my success is due to being on really great teams. So is that your biggest recommendation for someone who is starting out life that is seeking a little bit more advice is look for look for a team of some kind i think you should always surround yourself with people that are positive that are true that are kind of uh, productive and give you energy not take your energy away that's you can't do anything 
on your own. You have to be surrounded by people that, you know, complement your strengths and then also advocate and strengthen your weaknesses. You can't, you really can't do anything on your own. You, you have to surround yourself with great teams to get anywhere. Well, I mean, I think that's a great advice. Um, and going back to just an, a personal achievement, I, I'm absolutely blown away that you were able to get junior Olympics for your volleyball team, which is a huge achievement because I mean, yeah, everyone has to be on the same level, but you also achieved it individually with swimming. So, I mean, that just shows how much a drive and such an athlete you were, um, to be able to do it individually as well as a, as a team. That's, that's pretty impressive. So well, thank you. Because that's something that people, parents, <laughs> I have to thank my parents for, driving me all over <laughs> all over basically america taking me to tournaments taking me to practices at all hours of the day giving away their weekends um to so, let me pursue my athletic abilities I, mean, I really have to give all of the credit to my parents for supporting me so do is your mom the one that would be the one driving you or is this a cope or both parents were definitely both. Um, my parents remarried when I was at a young age, so I'm actually lucky enough. I have four parents, so even better. If it was That's a if it wasn't, you know, uh, my amazing stepdad Michael taking me to, you know, swim meets at, you know, eight o'clock in the morning on Saturday, or my dad getting me from volleyball practice at sometimes at nine thirty at night on a school night. Um, yeah, I was very lucky to, again, going back to having a team around me to let me accomplish my goals. I couldn't have done it without them. Well, then, you know, now explain that more. Just It just explains that you literally had a team at home and then mm -hmm. you had a team on the field. Yes. So, and like you were given all, I guess, you know, the, the all, all the opportunities we want to give any children is giving them the skills to be um, successful. It's their, it's their, they have to go out and actually achieve those goals. And clearly you did, but you know, you, you were given those skills to be able to achieve that. So, yes, I was given the gift of my parents said, okay, you, you know, you can either get an after school job or you can excel at sports and keep your grades up. That was kind of the deal when I was really young because I was really starting to get interested in sports. And they said, okay, you, this is your choice. So sports became my job. So I, you know, I, every day after school, I always had a practice or weightlifting or some sort of training thing all of my weekends. It was a big sacrifice. Again, a, a lot of people think it was, you know, they can kind of get the, misunderstanding that it's easy but it was a lot of work I didn't really have a normal childhood because I was always um at practice or in a competition which I wouldn't have traded that but I just I need uh you know I just want people to understand that it was a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work no I mean but you you kind of did trade your your um childhood for um, college success and, you know, going to a great college, which mm -hmm. a lot of kids, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that, but th there were, there's a trade-off. It's like, like you said, you, you chose, 
um, not getting a job at 15 or 16 than to practice and going swimming and, and trying to get a scholarship. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, getting a scholarship is so important today. So I don't know how any child without a scholarship goes to college today. So <laughs> I, know. I, know. I know. I mean, you, you, how old is your, how, how, how old is your child? She's two. She's two. So, so yes, yeah, you're just starting. You're two. just starting this journey. So I hope I you. I know. I know. I can't believe it. We have an interview uh, for preschool next week. And she's yeah. already, she's so smart and she's so curious. So I see now myself doing what my parents did and just trying to give her every opportunity possible. Of course, you know that there's already volleyballs all over the house and tennis balls and <laughs> basketballs and whatever <laughs> all sorts of all sorts of things but if she's got I half of your jeans might... if she's got half your jeans she's going to be she's going to be at least equal to you so, <laughs> so you know is your husband a tall gentleman is he athletic too uh my very sweet husband is uh not so much into sports he's an excellent tennis player excellent okay. golfer excellent skier he's one of those people that can just kind of pick up anything and be great at it it's highly frustrating <laughs> but um you know like for example the olympics are coming up this year and i am so excited and he knows yep. not to bother me when the volleyball uh is on because i love to watch all sporting events so he kind of just laughs and smiles at me and lets me you know, watch all of my sports. <laughs> well, I hope that they let you um, at least take a couple days and go and go actually see it in person. I mean, to, to go to Japan and see the volleyball tournament would be incredible, especially just I for. I know, that would be, and I am done. Japan is on my list of places to visit with uh, not only personally, but professionally. I would love to tour Japan for the show. So I'm going to put it on my wish list. I mean, hey, if I, if, if as a viewer, if I get to say, and I think we need to send you um, to do a special report, maybe for two or three weeks, you know, long, <laughs> long extended you know, trip, you know. Yes, that sounds wonderful. I would love I would love to just eat my way through Japan. I think that would be absolutely incredible. Um so it sounded like through high school and college, did you get away from sports more or did you you're also doing sports? Cuz I it sounded like all this stuff junior and then it sounded like you start focusing more on school studies. So is am I wrong? Did I miss that Actually, way you explain uh, no the opposite i got okay. a volleyball scholarship to play at the university of rhode island awesome. so yeah so that um that only <laughs> exacerbates all of the, your your time is uh we won atlantic 10 championships we went to the sweet 16 ncaa championships so my college life was lo a lot about volleyball it okay. was mostly volleyball, and I had just the most fun. I, I think the m thing I miss the most is actually my teammates. We would dance in the locker rooms, and we would have, like, our music playlist before games, and we just – we laughed. I mean, we worked really hard, but we would just laugh, and we had so much fun. So because – I really spent my my most of my time with my t my teammates, and we just had so much fun. And even now, we're still friends. 
we catch up with each other. We try to see each other as much as possible, even though we're spread out all over, actually, the world. Um, but they're just a great group of women, and I am so lucky to have played at your. I had a wonderful experience. Well, I mean, if you're winning, if you're winning your local uh, regional championship as, w- as well as going for nationals, I mean that clearly you weren't just on uh, any team. You were really excelling. Su- so clearly, that's why you were able to go pro after after college. So. I was on some pretty amazing club teams and one of our coaches was from Germany. So it's between my connections through my club teams and my coach from Germany. I thought, you know, I've spent my life uh, in the volleyball gym and I'm just not quite ready to <laughs> put my, take my pads off and shop. I was lucky enough to have the opportunity uh, to play overseas and, um, at such a young age to see different cultures and uh, live abroad and really kind of take a giant leap, um, I think kind of set the stage for later in life, being fearless and uh, taking a chance. There were a lot of tearful cries home, <laughs> definitely. Is the experience of being a pro athlete kind of the same as being like a football athlete or or a baseball athlete or are are the games in the evening and you're you you're you don't really have like you're you start your day at 12 and then your day ends at like one o'clock at one o'clock in the in the in the morning like is that that time is like kind of yes okay yeah so for example in preseason you're having two practices a day um in season, you're watching videos of your opponents. You're having kind of like a light touch practice. You're weightlifting in the morning. You're having team meetings. You're having team meals. You're on the bus to <laughs> your next game. Um, in the off season, you're in the weight room and practicing constantly. It's like having it is a full time job, and all you're oh, doing absolutely. is, you know preparing for the next match, the next season, the next tournament. And it is, uh, I mean, you wake up early and you're having breakfast with your team and then you're meeting and then you're in practice and then you're in, in um, you know, the gym or in the weight room. So it was, uh, it was a lot. But again, we had so much fun and I've been lucky to have some great coaches uh, kind of leading the way and believing in me and inspiring me and getting the best out of me. I think that's why I kind of work so well with Raquel, who's our director, and you know some of the bosses that I've had in the past is because I'm I listen and I'm coachable because of all of my volleyball experience. I mean, the key thing I keep on hearing is team, 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 coachable, coachable, like just listening. I mean, it sounds like that's that's definitely your big, uh, biggest advice. So, I mean, I hope that anyone's listening to this is like, if you want to be successful, you just need to really listen and not and not chirp up too much. So, well, I think listen, form your own opinion, and be open to be open to maybe a different perspective, especially if you're around people who really are trying to get the best out of you. Just kind of always learning, always listening, and always being kind of open to different scenarios because 
I think being flexible and being, um, what is the word I'm not, I don't know what word I'm trying to look for, but kind of just being a, I guess just being a team player is I think my, my keys to success. I mean, it works for me. I mean, it's, it's clearly has worked for you. So if it works for you, yeah, you know, it's got to work for at least majority of people, right? Yeah, I well, I think so. I mean, I never thought I would, you know, be a TV host of a travel show. I was an athlete. I, I thought, okay, after I stopped playing, I started as a personal trainer. And I thought, okay, this is going to be my career. I love being in the gym. I love helping people get fit. I love kind of sharing all of my knowledge about that. And then I started doing... Uh, fitness segments on different shows and I thought actually this is all oh, this is a new thing okay I'll try this let's let's see how it goes and then my friend Galen was starting a new television show and he said Nick you want to come on the show and do fitness tips on our new show and I said sure that sounds like a great opportunity and then next thing you know uh, one of the hosts left and I said hey guys I know I may not have any like tv hosting experience but I'm a hard worker. I'm a good listener. I'm coachable. I, you know, I'm a team player. Just give me a chance. And if I fail miserably, then thank you for the opportunity. But just, just give me a chance. And now we are in season four. Uh, we've won five telly awards, three communicator awards. And um, here we are. I mean, hey, you know, Success um, just breeds more success, but, you know, they had to give you an opportunity, too. So, clearly, they they saw that you were a bright, uh, a bright ad, an ad value, even when you were just doing your ad values for just the fitness portion. So, clearly, they knew that there was more potential there, but there, you know, there was an opportunity. And then you just, t- you you took that opportunity and you walked right through it, so... Yeah, they did. They gave me a chance, but also, you know, I, I show up on time. I help out, if, you know, and I also, hey, do you guys need any help, you know, changing the sets or changing the lights or, you know, how can I be helpful to this situation? Cause I want to be part of this. So I want your, your listeners to know, like I had, I went to straight up TV boot camp. I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, and I just kind of made myself available just to be helpful. And now, you know, I know all about sound and editing and lighting and production and set design and all the components that go into TV, but I had no idea what I was doing, but I had a, a, again, I had a great team that believed in me and let me learn. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. 
Well, I absolutely agree with you. Having a team um, that is really skilled and they're willing to teach you along the way is so such a benefit because um, sometimes they expect you to know everything, but when you have a team that's willing to let you be the newbie and get you up to the same level and, and you guys all work together, you're only a stronger group. So kudos to your team to to um, being the smart um, team and <laughs> seriously because sometimes you know when you when you don't have that positive and expect everyone to be on the same level you know it doesn't really build camaraderie and when you have a news show like like you do you do have to have a little bit of personality and um, camaraderie and like like in the true sense you can't fake that so no you can't and I am so lucky now to be able to call these wonderful people, my family, and now, I mean, they come over to our home for Thanksgiving. They are heavily involved in my daughter's life. Uh, we all, uh, you know, we've built this life together, and uh, I am very lucky uh, to be where I am. So, as a professional athlete, you spent several years in Europe. I assume that's like um, Germany and France. Mm -hmm, Germany. And Germany, Pacific. Germany, yes. Oh, and you were, were you playing specifically five on or six on uh, hard? When you play indoor, it's six on it's six. six. That's awesome. Yes. And the beach, the beach can be two or four, but indoor is six. Awesome. So, yeah, that, that just sounds incredible. So, so in Germany, they have a full league that you get a full salary and everything. That's so awesome. Mm -hmm. All over Europe, there are European leagues um, that... I don't understand why that in the States we don't... I mean, that's so... Just giving an opportunity for, like, another cool sport like that, that, you know, that just, like, so cool. Um, it's very cool. And it's very cool watching, you know, little girls watch you and be inspired and have your, you know, your posters in their rooms and i can remember when i was growing up i had gabrielle reese's posters in my room and like i wanted to i emulated her and i wanted to be her so then seeing now like the little girls you know watching you and watching how you play and how you are out in public kind of also prepared me for life now i mean they're every it, they really promote women's athletics which was an awesome opportunity well, I, I love our country, but there, there are some times that other countries just do it better and they give um, other sports in general more opportunity. And clearly going to Germany was an opportunity for you to, to really live out your, your goal as a professional athlete just a little bit longer and actually get that opportunity where right now in America that that's just not an opportunity yet, but. You know, maybe one it's day. growing. Like, I think with the women's national soccer team doing so awesome and our 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 it is growing. I, I am I'm very hopeful for the future, especially with the success of our soccer teams and our volleyball teams and our 
tennis athletes i i do see i do see it growing and i've i love watching all the girls get into sports now and they're killing it and they're doing awesome and they're getting the sponsorships and the branding and the nike contracts uh i just think that it's just gotta be there's gotta be a way in america for a small league to exist because with over the top uh, like you're doing with your television show where you could still have a small ad revenue and still have a small television rights deal where you could have something like that. I, I totally understand how it's probably not possible unless you have large funding to have an NBC or an ABC or ESPN come in, but there's got to be an over-the-top program where it would still be really successful and still be able to pay people and still have a small league in America. So yeah, everyone I, likes to watch it. It's so exciting and it's so fast paced. I mean, it's just something different too. Maybe, I mean, I mean, maybe how, that's going to be my next, uh, my next adventure. Hey, you know, <laughs> maybe. I don't know if you're friends with Steven Rodney, the gentleman who owns pageant planet, but, um, his first, um, his first thing that he ever did was he was a waiter and he got, really fixed fixated when a gentleman that came in and he owned a um a football team and uh that's how he got into pageants because he had pageant contestants um come out and sing the national anthem and and do public appearances and that's how he started pageant planet so you know maybe we'll just flow into each other because sports I mean, are so you never you never know. That's why you just got to be open and, and go for it and say yes, because you never know what could what could be your next adventure, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you do the professional athlete thing. Kudos to you, because that's something, Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I, I okay, kudos, I mean, seriously, that's just so awesome. Um, I have, I have, um, I have friends that are professional athletes and, and what they, their schedule is just like crazy, like you were saying, like I was asking you, like, they they don't wake up until like noon and noon is their tw- their their breakfast time and they you know they go to bed at like two o'clock three o'clock and they do the same cycle so um at, at this point when you're in germany are you are you are you aware of your husband are you dating him like like how do you know no okay no, so I you're single i don't meet him till much later okay so you're so you're single okay so you have no like you have no emotion. You have no like that kind of support. Okay, and then you moved to Florida after yes. Germany. Okay, and is that I where you? To, well, I moved to New York. Oh, you moved to New York. I moved back to New York. Uh, went back to school to get my certification for uh, personal training. Okay, get your personal training. Awesome. Yes, and I was your living PT, your PT your PT license. Yes, right? exactly. And then I was splitting my time between New York and Miami. And the life, uh, right? Yeah, I had a fantastic life. And um, I was renting uh, the kind of guest house from a wonderful couple. And they said, you know, our neighbor Kenny is going to be in New York. I think, you know, he would really like to meet you. What do you think? And I said, absolutely not. I'm, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I'm not interested in meeting anyone right now. I'm, I'm good. I'm having lots of fun. And uh, we ended up having a blind date at the plaza in New York City. 
And then I mean, we moved in three days later and we oh. got married a few years later. He asked okay. me to marry him at the plaza right where we met. And we got married across the street at the pier. Okay. Well, first of all, kudos to whoever decided to do the uh, blind date at the, at the <laughs> plaza because that's a great – I mean, if you're going to have a, a great or a really horrible blind date, plaza is the place <laughs> to do it. Um, so, uh, whoever decided that, and then, um, you know, it's, uh, it's only, it's only fitting that you guys hit it off that he proposes you at the plaza. I mean, where else would he have done it? So, I mean, that, yes. that's well, just... let me also just preface this, that when it was a blind date, he was kind of having a party at the plaza that included two or three ex-girlfriends his sister all of his best friends were there so i went by myself to this kind of like party uh you know to meet my my blind date and it ended up we i got along with everyone everyone was so lovely towards me and we've literally been together ever since well you know i personally feel this is how i think that men should really pursue life when it comes to like the is that we have to be the salesperson much more than the women than women need to do towards us and that clearly he just sold himself really well to you and like you know anything that you were interested in buying he he had an answer for so clearly like you guys were on the same page so that's that's how i think of it so you know. Well, you know what actually was, I think, the kind of real, like, uh-oh, I'm in trouble. I like this one, is he <sighs> just said, you know, just let me know that you get home safe. Aww. Like, you know, I remember, like, getting in the taxi, and he just looked at me, like, just let me know when you get home safe. And just the way he said it with a sincere, like, I really care about your safety, and I want to protect you. And just let me know that you get there really i will never forget it and it stuck out in my mind and i thought oh no here we go oh boy <laughs> well you know the little things the little things really do matter and, they do and the more that you know detail details the more the, the older i get the more i understand that it's not the bigger thing it's the details you know absolutely because those are the things that are brought up in arguments and or remembered for the longest time so the more you can be more poignant and making sure that those details are always signed dot and delivered they're usually much better on on both sides so yes yes absolutely so you are now dating some you're dating your husband but he's living in new york but you're also doing pt um and training in florida but then you are doing you're doing um over the top or or commercials with your training correctly and that's going well. yes yes it was going well but what was nice is that we were both splitting our time between new york and miami he was my neighbor in miami and also was in new york so the both of us were kind of being in new york for a little bit and also being in florida and then we decided to move to Florida full-time. We spent a few years in Florida full-time, came back to New York full-time. And then the show was really, and then I, in the meantime, I started being on the show. And the show was based in Washington, D.C. 
So we're kind of, it was a kind of, uh, you know, long road to get here to DC after splitting time between New York and Miami for so long. And once Sam uh, came into our life, I thought, you know what, I don't want to spend one more minute than I have to away from her. So I looked at Kenny and I said, listen, the show is going really well. Let's give this a chance. Let's move to DC so I can be closer to the studio so I can be at home with Sam as much as I can mm-hmm. because we are a travel show. I, I, I am traveling a lot. And again, I have a supportive team. I have a very supportive husband who believes in me implicitly and is always my number one fan. And he said, okay, let's do it. And so now we've been in DC for almost two years. Seeing that you've traveled literally everywhere except for the middle, uh, except for um, China, Japan, on that side that you said that's on your wish list. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you see yourself in like DC? Cause it's completely polar opposite. Cause it's like, you're, you got family in Hawaii and California and New York, Miami. Like, is, does, does DC ever, like, does that fit in? Or is that just still, like, you know, I'm in DC. This is just, like, weird. You know? <laughs> no, it wasn't on my radar, but I am a very adventurous, open-minded person. And I thought, listen, this is where the show is doing really well. I believe in this. And so let's... Let's give it a try and let's see, let's see how we like it. Let's kind of, I'm not afraid to take a chance and I'm not afraid to take risks and I'm not afraid to kind of, you know, if I have my family support, then I can do anything. And I was lucky enough to have the support of my, my husband and my family. And, and so far it's been, it's been great. And I think, you know, who knows where we will be next. I mean, we could be, we could be anywhere next and that's kind of exciting and that's uh the wonderful thing about my family and um, my husband and he's like okay what's what adventure is next what what do we want to do next so who knows where the next place will be i i don't know well i mean going back to your comment about team you built a team that is flexible and you can go where the wind blows you uh overtakes you mm-hmm. you know and that's so important because you know if you don't have that team that you can do that it's there are limitations in that like uh, you've built a team clearly that you know you you have those options open which is so important it goes back to whatever you want to achieve in life if you want to have what you have specifically nikki you need to build a team or a family that allows you to have those those um abilities or um or capabilities to to do that yes. am i am i am i sending our viewers down the wrong path no you are 100 percent right uh my husband is the most interesting person i know he you know He's climbed Kilimanjaro. He's spent time whale shark researching in the Seychelles. He owned a cattle ranch in Uruguay. I married a very interesting, adventurous, open-minded person. And then together we can do all sorts of just fantastic things. So I think, you know, you don't really know when you first meet someone that you'll be able to build this really interesting incredible life together so if any 
of your viewers are out there and they're or listening, you know, who you decide to kind of build a life with is is such a monumental decision in your life. And I was I was thirty-four when um Kenny and I got married. I had already had a full life. Um, before I decided to get married. You know, some people, everyone is different. Everyone is completely different in their marriage journey. But Kenny and I just um, decided to have a super adventurous life. And, and it's uh, we just have fun every day. Well, I mean, you know, to be happy and to find the one you truly love, doesn't matter when it happens. And uh, we're, we're very blessed. It sounds like you're very blessed and we're thankful that uh that you found your your person so yeah, hopefully so everyone... grateful yeah so i so you've you've become a really successful trainer so the way i'm looking at does the pageant come in because you didn't have that team um competition anymore is that where the pageant comes in because you've never before before getting married, you never did a pageant, right? Is that correct? I was in the Miss New York pageant. Miss New York, okay. Yes. Um, but I had no, I really just kind of did it with a girlfriend on a whim. And, okay, and just for fun, terribly. right? <laughs> That's okay. I did, win, I did win the community service award, actually, though. Okay. So, <laughs> but then, you know, maybe like 18 years go by, and then um, I met the director of the mrs florida pageant and she was like who are you and i said yeah, i'm nikki noy I'm, I'm you know i'm a mom i'm a i'm on tv host and she's like have you ever thought about doing a pageant and i was like oh and there are pageants for married ladies i know or, people are always shocked by and that i was like wait this is fantastic i can still kind of do uh, this competition even though i'm a mom and i'm a married lady like this is great so i signed up and um i was mrs miami and i met just some really incredible women and i had so much fun and i was you know i was like okay what's my platform i'm gonna do a swimsuit competition so i'm back in the gym i'm feeling great my daughter is in a crib and she's watching me go out and do all this stuff and i thought you know what this is really awesome this is just a fantastic way to meet other boss ladies out there and and inspire little kids to go after their dreams and i had such a wonderful experience at the mrs florida pageant then i thought oh this is really a lot of fun i love you know getting glammed up every once in a while and getting out on stage and it was kind of reminded me about heading out onto the volleyball court with you know thousands of people cheering it's kind of the same thing when you're getting out on stage and mm -hmm all eyes are on you and you kind of have to perform under pressure. It was, it was exhilarating and it was exciting. And it was, you know, my daughter puts my crown on and she just walks around in the closet and helps mommy put her shoes on. And people that don't, do. people don't understand that, that it's not people that don't understand that, that it's not, that it is a sport truly don't understand that how competitive it is because oh, it's just a different 
it's just a different type of sport. I mean, mm-hmm. the spelling bee is a sport. It's just not a physical sport. It still is a mental capacity, and you still have to do all the work that goes into it. But a pageant, pageant is, you know, you have to do all the physical stuff too. I oh, mean, yeah. So, you know, that's why I was – so if it wasn't for Miss Florida, the director – you wouldn't have considered it, but now looking back, it's definitely was a natural fit from the get go with all just the, the concept that is so like hand in hand with your background with being a professional athlete. So actually, you know, I didn't really know that there was a Mrs. America organization. It just wasn't really on my radar, but again, I'm open to new adventures and I thought that's cool. This is, this is a fun thing, but I didn't really know about it. And I didn't know that much about pageants and, you know, that's what I think also my job is to kind of break down the misconceptions and um, maybe myths of pageantry. These women are incredibly intelligent. They're all successful in their own right. They are pillars of their community. These women are serious boss powerhouses every woman that i met at mrs america was just a a superstar in her own right i mean these women are really doing amazing things and being married and being moms and doing all sorts of things so i think that's where all of the women that i met at mrs america are i they are all superstar boss women doing amazing things in their communities while also being married and some have children or some you know have are doctors lawyers or stay-at-home moms there's all kinds of women and i think also what's important is for the mrs america competition interview is 50 percent of your score so uh evening gown is 25 percent swimsuit is 25 percent but interview is 50%, which means that when you are out in public and speaking and representing your state or your city, that's what a huge thing is, is is your public speaking and your articulation abilities is number one. So any woman out there who's thinking about doing a pageant or curious or interested about it, just make sure that you hire a great coach to prepare you for interview because they can ask you anything from so just tell me about yourself to tell me about your platform to how are you going to use this crown you know what are you going to do once you have the crown to anything in between so i think i really want your viewers i'm sorry keep saying viewers because i'm on tv no it's fine (laughs) i I mean it's the same one in the same right (laughs) one in the same yes so uh, that uh, public speaking is a huge thing. And also, again, you know, I'm always talking about coaching and being coachable is hire a great coach. If you're thinking about competing in a, especially like one of these bigger pageants, like Mrs. you know, for your state or even the Miss or anything, hire a coach so that when you get into that interview room, you, you're going to nail it. You're going to feel confident. You're going to feel comfortable. You already can say your platform forwards and backwards you know your story and you can convey all of your best skills to to the judges i mean just listening to our interview for the last hour clearly that's why you won miss dc because um without a doubt your interview skills must have completely blown away all of your competition because 
I mean, look how poised and and how elegant you talk and how, um, you know, you come back with a witty comment or whatever. So, clear, <laughs> thank you. No, no, it, it. But it's something you. It's something that you're not. I mean, most people are not born with that. It's something that you learn and you you practice, and that's something that's clearly. Um, you've learned with your television show as well as, um, with just you know doing pageants. So they they they've clearly made you a much better performance overall. So yes, all of those years, you know, getting listening to my coach tell me what plays we had to do on the volleyball court, and then now my coach is Chris Franz, and you know him preparing me for. Mrs. Florida, Mrs. DC, Mrs. America, and really, you know, it's a lot of practice. We would have weekly calls, and he would do kind of mock interview sessions with me, and then I was prepared for when I went in front of the judges to be to be able to answer in the best way possible. You really want to be able to get your platform across, your story across, and if you don't have a plan before you, <laughs> it's really intimidating a little bit when you go in front of these judges sometimes they're on a panel sometimes you're one-on-one -on -one with a judge so you really got to know your story know yourself know your platform and know your goals and then you'll be fine but you got to hire a coach though to really kind of streamline and smooth out the images and really have a crystal clear picture I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mav. PP.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, Nikki. So this is the part of the show where I let you take over. So we haven't had the opportunity to mention your wonderful platform. So I definitely would love to hear more about that. And if um, there's anything specifically going on before we um, say goodbye and, and call it a day with our, this lovely interview. So. <laughs> well, first, I would like to thank you for having me on oh. the show and giving me a chance to tell my <laughs> my story. I want to thank Raquel Riley Thomas and everyone at the Mrs. DC America organization. We have some great team members, amazing sponsors, Artiste, Stacy Adams at Fitness Together, uh, Marta Bota, and um, Dr. Ansari and Dr. Afshin just really inspirational women who have been so good to Megan, Mrs. D Miss DC and I throughout this journey. I am so lucky to have met all of the ladies. If I'm leaving anyone out, I apologize. Also, Leah Rushlow, who was Mrs. DC 2018, has helped me so much and we have become also lifelong friends. So I want to I call her a I call her aka Princess Leah. Yeah. So I can't, I can't think of, I can't, my brain doesn't, when, when you 
she just has you that unique name when you when i see her leia it's just like oh princess leia right, right, right. yes right. yes so. that's what i usually tell people because they're like leah and i'm like just princess leia just just remember mm-hmm. that <laughs> mm-hmm. i am so lucky just to be surrounded by all of these incredible women that will not only have helped me through this um my reign but we will be lifelong friends uh, after that And also it's given me a wonderful opportunity to talk about Dress for Success, which is my platform. It's my passion. I've been vice president of Dress for Success Miami for over 10 years. I started a program called Vets for Success in honor of my grandmother, who was a World War II veteran and one of the first Navy waves and who truly is my inspiration and where I get my fearlessness from. So Dress for Success is not just interview outfits. We do job placement training, we do resume writing, and then we help people kind of break the cycle, whether it be homelessness or addiction or abuse, whatever situation they're in, we break that cycle and get them back to being self-sufficient and members of the community. So it is my passion. I want everyone to know about Dress for Success. We are doing some really incredible things uh, because you not, you don't just help one person, you help their children and then the future generations when you help someone get back uh, so, to where they're supposed to be. So it's really, it's my passion. My heart is with Dress for Success. So you're doing that all on top of producing a show, being a <laughs> yes. pageant, being a pageant title holder. Okay. Yes. So um, when it comes to the, the, the your found, um, your, your, your um, Dress for Success. Do you have a wardrobe or do you have people that you work with that will provide you um, semi-used or new um, stuff for people that may need that? Like how, like how, how does that work? Or are you having people donate that? Yeah. So we are an international organization. So we have headquarters pretty much in every major city around the world. So at your, at our headquarters, people can donate their, Gently or sometimes never used business attire. So just think about it. If you're not in the best place, the last thing that you can think about is going out and buying yourself a outfit for a job mm-hmm. interview. So that's where we come in. So you come to Dress for Success. We help you get outfitted for an amazing interview outfit. We give you then those job training skills that you need to then go get that job and get back to being self-sufficient and breaking that cycle. So yes, we take clothing donations. We also need accessory donations. Again, it's not a lot of something that people think about, but our men and women need, you know, can use laptop cases, purses, accessories, just anything you can think of so that when someone walks into an interview, they look as good as they possibly can so then they can get that job and then start their new life. So well, I mean, we do that... a lot of dress for success. It's not just clothing donations, though. We also do a lot of job skills training. Well, that I mean, that's really important because your initiative is really causing a change for everyone. Because like you're saying, if that one person gets a job, that one person might be um, giving uh, – shelters just to an to another person and that person will then grow up and be successful so you're actually causing change for a multiple so that they you know they they talk about the uh, the ripple effect in the water that one stone that you're throwing 
will have a huge ripple effect. So that mm-hmm. that positive, you know, chain of events will continue going. So that one person, yes. you know, which is, I mean, I think when they say, when they talk about like, you know, what 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 where should we give money? Clearly, your organization is an organization that they should definitely look as a beacon because you're going to cause major change. It's not like it, you donate money and it just helps that one person. It's going to help multiple people over and over and over and over and over and over. So, Exactly. We are cycle breakers. We yeah. break the cycle of addiction. We break the cycle of abuse, break the cycle of homelessness or whatever situation you're in, and we then lead future generations to success. It is such, I cannot say enough about this organization and all the men and women that are involved in it. I, when people come back after having graduated from our courses and they come back, I mean, it is just seeing their children in school thriving you know, coming back and saying, Nikki, I want to, you know, go to school and I want to be an astronaut where a few months ago they were in a shelter. It is, it's truly, uh, they give me so much more than I could ever give them. These people are, it's, it is a wonderful organization and I can't say enough. So wherever anybody is, find your local dress for success, see how you can get involved, uh, whether through volunteering, um, with helping people get their interview outfits ready or organizing donations, donating your time, whatever you can do, find your local dress for success and help out. No, it will, you will feel better. No, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds an incredible organization. Um, is there anything else going on that, um, that we, you want to tell the world? I, you know, the one thing you haven't mentioned and we definitely need to tell our, our listeners and, and, um, and followers about is, you know, where can we see your show? Um, yes. So it's really important. You know, we, we, we've been talking about it and we've definitely been giving a big pitch. I hope everyone realized they need to subscribe to your show. <laughs> but we haven't, first of all, we haven't actually said the name of the show and we also haven't told them where to see it. So why don't we do the, the good big pitch and why don't we tell them where it is? So sure. Them, yeah. Yes, sure. It's called uh, The Jet Set. We have our own station on Roku called Living Modern. If you go on thejetset.tv, you can find out who your local cable provider is for the show. Um, Again, we are nationally syndicated, so we're everywhere. It just depends on who your cable provider is. But you can also find us on, of course, YouTube or our website, thejetset.tv. All our social media is thejetset.tv. You can find me at Nikki Noya. Um, we've just started a new show under our production company called Finding the Good Life with Dr. Jean, which is kind of like a new spin on a sort of like Dr. Oz kind of show. We have some very interesting health experts come in and talk about all sorts of topics ranging from plastic surgery, trends and tips, to nutritionists, to being vegan, to all everything in between. And... Um, so yeah, that's uh, the jet set and finding the good life with Dr. Jean. I mean, that We're sounds inspired. like that. You know, I mean, it's in the right demographic because if your clients have enough money to uh, travel the world, they they definitely want to look good and they definitely have the uh, the money to have plastic surgery or at least have Botox. So because that stuff is not cheap. So no, but you know what though, Paul? I do have to say we we 
we don't just do luxury travel. We do all kinds of travel for all kinds of budgets. So if you're looking to kind of find the best budget-friendly family vacation, tune into the Jet Set. But also if you're looking to go on a luxury cruise, you know, around the Mediterranean, also tune into the Jet Set. We cover all kinds of travel for anyone's budget. Hey, you know, everyone has to have something to um, uh, look up to. So, you know, <laughs> you know, if even even if you're starting at the bottom, you know, you got it. You got Yeah. I always say look high, look as high as possible so that even if you only get halfway, you're still pretty high. Because if you didn't look the whole way up, then you will have only gotten that uh, you would have only gotten, you know, even half as far. So. Yes. Another thing I want to just also leave with your listeners is don't wait for something to happen to you. Make it happen. Don't wait for that phone call or wait for that job or wait for that partner or wait for that opportunity or job position or whatever the case may be. Don't wait for things to happen. Make it happen. So get on that website and apply for that job or ask that person out or sign up for your local pageant or get on its team. Don't wait for things to happen. Go make them happen. Um, I think that's a great advice. I mean, I, I think if you, I always say um, to my friends that are um, looking for a husband uh, and they happen to be um, seeking a certain type of, you know, they want to date a lawyer. Well, you should go to the courthouse if you want to marry a lawyer. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of where they are. So yeah. yeah so, so go for it. Yeah, exactly. Go so, for it because you never know. You yeah. could wake up one day and end up being a TV host and vice president just for success and a beauty queen. I mean, you just don't know. What's yeah, exactly. Happen. You just gotta go for it. I mean, as they say, your future is not written. You have to go out and write it. So go out and do it. So. Well, Nikki, it has been absolutely an amazing time. Um, I, I've held you longer than a, in an hour, so I really appreciate your your time, and I know your time is very precious. So, thank you so much for gracing us with your time, and 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 congratulations on such a successful year as Mrs. DC. So, um, we we really do uh, thank you for your service, and uh, appreciate you being on the show. Of course. No, thank you. It is my pleasure. And I hope that if there's a listener out there who is thinking about doing it, I say go for it and have a wonderful time. Well, thank you, Nikki. You're welcome. Thank you. Nikki, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's always incredible to meet someone who's so diverse and has so many unique and big life experiences so early in life and you have so much more to live with your success being a professional athlete doing volleyball in germany to now being a, a state title holder with one of the best pageants in the world mrs uh, dc america um it's just a absolute incredible experience and, and you're definitely going to go only up and above so we're, we're really Excited for your future, and thank you so much for coming on our show. Don't forget all our viewers and guests that the um, Total Focus podcast drops every Thursday afternoon, assuming that we have a guest. I know that this year has um, been very busy, 
So I appreciate everyone to staying tuned. We're going to try and have a consistent um, weekly show, but right now I think we're going to go to a bi-weekly schedule just based on how many um, current guests I've signed up, but we're going to do our best to get back to a weekly format. So if you have guests that you'd like to listen to and have interviewed that are in the pageant world, photography, modeling, acting, please send them to us. We'd love to interview them. We'd love to get our viewership up and have more people to interview. So just let us know. When you're doing that, can you please give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Either way is, in my opinion, a positive thing just to see how people are thinking of our show. Give us some comments and please subscribe both on YouTube and on iTunes. And to please, the biggest thing is to stay tuned and to listen to our show. So we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.